0: Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com.
1: Moonpig.com
0: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring.
2: At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Are we recording? Yeah, we're recording.
3: Well, you gave a silent look to the camera. This is a podcast. It's an audio medium.
2: Well, before sometimes I forget the camera's there. So you're gonna get one or the other up top.
3: <laughs> yeah, we gotta we have to ease our way in. So you also can watch the video if you just wanna see the nice little looks Melissa's giving to you before she okay. Well, now she's seducing you. Oh, she's she's taking her clothes. <laughs> wow. Oh, oh. okay. I'm officially I'm uncomfortable. No, she actually did expose a part of her body. I there. did. You'll have to join the Patreon to see which one it was. And I would also like to say, if you're watching the video, you are seeing the result of me and my hair. I got my hair done and I was so excited to like style it and have it look all cute and do like a reveal i haven't even taken pictures of it yet i
2: still haven't seen i know like like, because i haven't like taken pictures did you not take pictures after you got it done it was nighttime in the salon like there's not lights up in the salon
3: no she took some pictures oh my god she should send them to me but they're from like the back like not so much the front of it Hmm. you know like hairstylist pictures
2: so my hairstylist gets it from the front too
3: but yesterday, I had my doctor's appointment at the cardiologist to get a echocardiogram. I don't know; it's the ultrasound of your heart. It was very fascinating. Like I think the whole thing's very fascinating. But in the notes that they had on the app, they were like, "You can't shower for 24 hours after."
2: <laughs> well, you were prepared.
3: No, no. Here's the thing. Like I definitely in high, I'm like, yeah, of course. Like that's fully fucking fine. I don't need to shower for 24 hours. I'm good. But I done goofed and fucked up my whole like shower hair washing schedule Mm. and so it was suddenly the night before like 2 a.m and I was like fuck what am I gonna do and I have to wash my hair but I can't get it and I was like can't really get it wet and I'm like when am I gonna wash my hair then like if I'm just gonna do a body shower before all of this blah 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 so with 20 minutes before I had to leave I took a 10 minute shower that included washing my hair and then just air dried it
2: were you not exhausted
3: Melissa, this is why I'm so going dead today. into
2: your appointment.
3: Oh, I was dead and I had to like lay down and then I do all these like, breathing exercises. Thankfully, I didn't have to like hop on a treadmill or do anything like that. Um, and then I did run an errand on the way home, which is unheard of for me to like stack multiple things on top of each other. So if I seem low energy today or like I am on death's doorstep, that is why I feel like I ran a marathon.
2: So is this the appointment that you were supposed to have before? No. Okay. Cause I was like,
3: this was the heart equivalent of the lung appointment I was supposed to have before. So like in a different office where they, I mean, it's the same office, but like a different
2: room Mm -hmm.
3: kind of procedure room where they like do all this stuff Mm -hmm. where they like run an ultrasound machine on your chest. (laughs) It gets really weird. I felt like I was seeing something I wasn't supposed to see. I was like, she's like, these are your, like the valves and the vent, like these opening up. And I was like, and she like made had me like listen to it and i was like, I don't oh, does like it sounds so squishy i don't like it it was it was interesting but it was like
2: i don't weird. i could do it on somebody else but i don't want to hear it on me that's the part that was off because odd. i always lie down and be bit very still at night and try to just think about one you know that there's little things crawling on you at don't all times that. and so i think about that i think about how we're never really just touching things because we can't i think about the noises that our body makes. I just think about how everything's just like going.
3: Being smart is a burden.
2: Yeah. And this is really something that when I lay asleep at night, I mean, lay awake at night, this is the things that I think of.
3: My thing is that like closing my eyes, am I seeing black or am I seeing nothing? And like, what the, like, where are my eyeballs going? Like,
2: and then that I think about. When, if you look, if you hold a light up and then you can see all uh-huh. your blood vessels in your eyes, disgusting.
3: Disgusting. And also, like, you mean I'm supposed to, like, go to sleep when, in reality, I just know that there are these two flaps of skin that just went over my eyes and mm-hmm. now suddenly, like, oh, I'm resting. But, like, my eyeballs are just there. Yeah. Like, I don't, like, it, I, I'm the same. Like, it, that shit freaks me the fuck out. But I will say it was pretty interesting. The sound effects I did not enjoy. No. um So... I was going to, like, re-wet my hair and blow it out and, like, make it look all nice and shit. And the thing with – I forget what it's fucking called. The abbreviation is, like, P M P E M, But it's, like, yes, things take energy out of you, like, when you're doing them in the moment and afterwards. But it's, like, specifically, like, 24 hours later. You're, like – it's as if you – in a fit of uh, like desperation, you lifted a car off of like a kid. Then you're like, Oh my God, I'm really tired the next day. Mm-hmm. It's like that. And so I had all these plans. <laughs> like I was like, I'm going to blow dry my hair. And then no, I accidentally slept through all of my alarms. and That's fine.
2: Woke up late. And it's perfectly fine because I woke up at six o'clock in the morning to pee and then stabbing pains of cramps mm-hmm. in my abdomen. And I was like, should I power through and just do what I need to do and just be awake. And I was like, no, I'm too fucking tired. Yeah. So I rubbed some CBD slash THC oil on there, rubbed one out and went back to sleep.
3: It's like when it's like an angry one. Yeah. You're just like,
2: I, and I was like, I just can't. I, it's like, I don't know if I can actually get there. I'm tired too. Yeah.
3: But you're like, I just got to fucking try. I just got to try. Because if
2: not, then I'm just going to be lying here. I'm not going to go to sleep. Yep. So I did that. And then I, Set my alarm for eight, eight thirty, maybe mm-hmm. eight. Slept right through it, yeah. And eventually got up, and then I was like, now I have to prep, and I'm still half sleepy. And I was, ex- I was like, waiting to see if you're gonna text <laughs> to see where you were in the day. And I was like, I just woke up. Uh-huh. And you're like
3: sick. Me fucking too. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, Mots woke me up at like 7.30 when he was leaving. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to wake up in an hour, like maybe a half an hour.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Nope, psych. My body had other plans. They were like, bitch, you're tired. And that's fine. So that is the um, mood of today. Mm-hmm. Just know, everybody, that's what we're going into today as. And we're going to do our best to be entertaining and fun. So which we will be, obviously, because we're the we best. We can't not be. No, but if you're... Looking at me and going, like, are you trying to cosplay as Hagrid? You're a wizard, Harry. That's the look it's giving.
2: But I feel like the people that can see you, mostly family anyway.
3: Yeah. You, they've seen me
2: much worse. Yeah. And we've seen them at worst. <laughs> oh, too. yeah. Maybe. We've- <laughs> yeah. I mean, now part of my, when we're doing live streams, part of my thing is twisting my hair and doing my facial routine. So.
3: Yeah, no, it's, and then I eat
2: dinner. That's kind of how it goes every
3: and week. There's at least like two or three people who are like cooking mm-hmm. dinner and then it's like oh partners are getting home Like there's like it's the whole thing. Yeah, we've we're all in specific areas And then some people are like you have to pause. I have to go eat dinner. Like don't talk until I get back. Uh, um, anyways, welcome to don't blame me We're an advice podcast where we give you wonderful amazing life-changing advice and you might be wondering How if God doesn't give with both hands, are these women so gorgeous, funny, smart, hilarious, sexy, uh, intelligent, dazzling, rich, and be great at giving advice? And to that I say, fuck around and try it out.
2: Find out or try it out? Try it out? Yeah, that's what you said.
3: Oh, I meant fuck around and find out. <laughs> My brain is operating on...
2: I skip over words all the time, but I just wanted to make sure that we were on the same page.
3: We are on the same <laughs> We are on mm-hmm. the exact same page. So if you want to get some advice from us, you can give us a call at 310-6940-976 or international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. You have to keep everything under three minutes, regardless if you're leaving a voicemail or sending a voice memo. In the voicemail, you have three minutes from the time that it beeps. And we do recommend that you practice. Write everything down that you want to say. Include your ages. It's all anonymous. But if you want to include pronouns, that's helpful. It's about a relationship. How long have you been together? I say the same thing every time. We need as many details as possible. Otherwise, we will have to infer ourselves. And you might not like what we assume Mm -hmm. based on what you've given us. So give us the most accurate information and all of the details that we need And then we will give you advice, but time it out a couple times. So then, you know, when you actually record it, that you're going to get all that info in and nobody ever regrets writing everything down. People are always like, damn, I didn't include if you didn't write it down, you don't practice. I didn't include like, I totally forgot to say this. Like I should have said this.
2: They call back. Yeah. Might as well get it done in one shot.
3: There's a song lyric in my head, but I don't actually know it. I just know that it's like a. All I need is one shot. Maybe.
2: Danity Kane.
3: Justice for Danity it Kane. It was
2: a theme song for the show, too.
3: Oh, that, that actually has to be 100% what I'm thinking yep. of. Love. Love them. Should we get what into the like, episode? Yeah, I had something else to say, but now okay. it's irrelevant. Because I don't remember what it was, so therefore it's unimportant. We're going to get into the episode. We're going to give some advice. Oh, you to be agent over. Have your parents permission.
2: Great job. Thank you. <laughs> it was really concise.
4: Hi Megan and Melissa, I love your podcast, so I'll just get right into it. I'm 26. She/her. My girlfriend is 27. She/her. We've been together for a little over a year, and I love her a lot. And um, she's really wonderful. But we were in the same city when we started dating, and about six months in, it became a long-distance relationship. So now we're about two states we're two states apart, about a thousand miles. We were friends for a few years before we started dating, and we both knew I would be moving away. She had been planning to move to the same state as me before we started dating um, for her own reasons unrelated to me, and she still is. I'm having a really hard time with the distance. I'm honestly just not much of a phone person. So while we talk every day, and that's obviously better than not talking at all, it just doesn't feel real to me because I'm not seeing her in person. I see her about once every two months, and when we're together, it is really great. But then when we're apart, the distance really gets to me. I'm unhappy being in a long-distance relationship. And my biggest problem is that I don't know when it will end. Her plan for moving here was and is to do remote freelance work, but she hasn't done very much to make it happen. I'm a freelancer myself, so I know how difficult it is to start your own business and get clients and all of that takes a ton of time and effort, and I absolutely think she could do it, but she just honestly has not been putting in the work. I feel bad saying that, but she's said it herself. She loves starting projects, but she isn't good at finishing them. It wouldn't really be a problem for me if it didn't mean staying long distance indefinitely with no end in sight. I love her a lot, but the distance is making me miserable, and it's disheartening to see that she isn't getting anywhere. By not getting anywhere, I mean she isn't trying to find clients, isn't marketing on social media. I made a website for her, but she hasn't put her portfolio up on it, and she's just not doing much of anything. She started this business about two years ago and was super into it for a few months, but not much has happened since. We have really great communication, and we've talk about, talked about all of this and tried out different ways to make the distance easier for me, but I truly don't think I can be happy in an LDR. The bottom line is I don't know how much longer I can handle the distance and how much longer I can wait for her to, quote, get her shit together. Those are her words for what she's doing right now. I love her, but I'm really unhappy. How do I know when it's time to give up on the LDR or if I should stick it out and just wait for us to close the distance and for things to be better? I don't want to break up, but I'm genuinely miserable. And the fact that I don't know when it will be over makes it extra hard for me. I've also considered that maybe she doesn't want to move here anymore or that she's changed her mind about what she wants to do for work, but i brought this up to her a few times and she's reassured me that it is still what she wants. The reason she can't move closer to me and find another job while working on her business is because she is working a part-time job, living with her parents um, to save money on rent and she just doesn't have the money. to
2: I think there's a lot of things going on here. One If you're in a long-distance relationship, you kind of have to be a phone person. Mm -hmm. You have to take the initiative to make time to talk to each other. Maybe, I don't know, when you say you're not a phone person, do you mean you're, like, not talking on FaceTime? Because to me, talking on FaceTime... Always better. Always better and also feels like the person is there with me, like with my family. I feel like I'm, like, always there with them. Well,
3: because you can, like, go about your, like... Do when you're on the phone, you someone can know that, like, oh, I'm making dinner, but like, you actually can like watch them Mm -hmm. and like you can like get to know their environment, right? Where it feels like you're there more,
2: right? So, that's one thing I think putting in effort to actually talk to each other. And then we always say, you're the first person to say that when you have a long distance relationship, that you need to have an end goal, Mm -hmm. and y'all had an end goal, and it seems like she's kind of moving the post with it, and so. She has to make the effort too, even if she's, you know, starting things and not and not finishing them. Still, there needs to be some type of if she wants to be with you, if you want to be in a relationship in the same place, she's going to have to do something. You have to have action with that. But it does seem like she might be comfortable living at home with her parents paying, not paying a lot of money. And that's why she's not actually doing things, but she's telling you one thing, but her actions are saying another thing.
3: Yeah. And I think it's, she's clearly not as miserable as you are Mm -hmm. doing long distance. And so I don't think you should like give an ultimatum, but she knows how miserable you are. And like you've communicated that to her.
2: And you went into this with the plan of her being there with you, but she's not doing anything to get there.
3: Like I specifically think in long distance relationships, like you need an end goal and you need an end date. Mm -hmm. Like you need like, okay, I'm here for four months and this is when I'm going to like move. It feels like it's, everything has to align so perfectly for her to move. Mm -hmm. And that's just not fair to you. I don't think it's fair to anyone in long distance relationship because building a free, like a, moving for a freelance job is so fucking hard. Like, you you either need to do that because you work a really high-paying corporate job or you have a lot of family money and you have the funds to do that.
2: But Or like, the initiative.
3: Yeah, but, like, even then still, like, you need money for rent. Like, a freelancer, you don't have any clients there mm-hmm. yet. Like, you have to spend a lot of fucking time. And, like, how are you going to, like... It's just like, there's so much effort that needs to be put into that, that like, she's not putting into it. And so it's kind of like, nothing is going to change. Like you have to, she's not going to strike gold one day and suddenly have all these freelance clients. And even I think if she puts in a lot of work into it, she's putting a lot of long distance work into it that then she can still be making that money. And then not spending money and living at home. Mm -hmm. Like, there's just not a lot of initiative there for her if she's more comfortable in a long distance relationship than you. And I don't think that's fair for you to have to wait to that point to then find out that she might be like, well, maybe I should save more. Like, I'm just going to keep saving more and then this. And it's like, well, I'm fucking miserable. You've also spent half of your relationship long distance. right? I don't think it's fair for you to be this miserable for half of your relationship. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that, like, relationships that start long distance, like, I, I don't think there's an issue with that. But, like, you're so fucking miserable. There isn't an end date in sight. And this has been the last, like, how long ago did you say? Yeah. And so you've known each other for a year. I mean, you've known each other for years before your friends. You've been dating for a year. And six months it's now been long distance. So she started this business two years ago. I think that, like, what also might be happening... Is you're realizing that when you talked about your future plans like six months ago or a year ago or whatever that was, you didn't you were friends, but you didn't know her intimately as well. And now that you're saying that she like starts projects and doesn't finish them, and you're saying that she started this like business two years ago and all of that, like I think you're probably feeling more fed up because you're recognizing that this is like a habit and a pattern that she has. And that you're a casualty in this. And mm-hmm. it's not intentionally cruel on her end, but it's like, oh, this timeline that we set is not going to be this a strict timeline. Like, this is going to be like this for a while until then. So I think, like, I would tell her, like, I'm just you know how miserable I've been in this like long distance relationship and I love you and I really care about you and I don't want to give you an ultimatum. I don't want to push you to do something that you're not financially or emotionally ready to do. But I just like need you to know that like I, I can't like do this anymore. This doesn't mean that I don't like love you and I haven't like, the distance is just too much for me right now and I can't be in this limbo waiting period anymore. And that's it. I think like if she wants to put the fucking effort in, then she can be like, No, I'm going to go get a corporate job in that city and I'm going to go like I'm going to move and I'm going to get a loan from my parents or I'm going to find a place like I'm going to find an apartment that we can live in that's cheaper that I can't afford to split. Like she needs to take all of the fucking initiative.
2: Yeah, I was going to say the other option, same as what you were saying, is her not being freelance, like finding a job that's more stable that you don't have to where you they set da- deadlines, and if you don't make the deadlines, then you get fired. Like, that kind of job. Because if she's not able to set deadlines for herself, maybe that's, for right now, that's not the best industry for her to be in if she wants to be with you.
3: Also, it's exp- Like, she has to pay for her own health insurance. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just one of those things that, like, I technically work freelance. Like, I have a lot of friends who work freelance. Nobody started working freelance because yeah. it's expensive, and you have to build clientele, but also your costs your Mm -hmm. overhead costs are just so so fucking expensive Uh that it's it's like it's a really lovely dream Mm -hmm. to kind of be there and maybe you said that you also do a lot of like you do freelance work so maybe she's like oh I can you did it so I can do it And it might feel like a personal failure that like she wasn't she's not able to but like other people like people work differently right and this is just if she wants to be in the same city as you, she cannot be freelance right now. That can't be the goal in order to move. But she already knows that and that's not your responsibility to tell her. Like, I right. don't think, I think that you tell her that you're done and that's okay. Like, a happy relationship being miserable is more than, like, I don't think you should have to endure any shitty things, but like, it life happens. But I don't think that this is par for the course and something that you should keep dealing with for the sake of a relationship. But if she does really want to change this and make this happen, that has to come from her. Right. Because you've done more than enough in trying to help her. Mm -hmm. So I'm sorry, this, this, that sucks.
2: It does. But you can be miserable by yourself. (laughs) Like.
3: Yeah. And like, you can be miserable without feeling tied to someone. Mm -hmm. Because it's hard to like work through your own misery when it is tied to something you have no control over. So, wishing you the best of luck, and I hope it turns out the way you want it to.
2: I do, too. I hope you're not miserable anymore.
3: Yeah.
4: Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm 24, she, her, and I'm looking for some advice on living alone. So, I recently graduated from grad school in May this year, and I moved out of my parents' house pretty soon after. I moved to be closer to my boyfriend, who I've been dating for a little over Mm -hmm. two years. He's also 24. So, I've been living alone In an apartment for about six months now, and the initial excitement has definitely worn off. I'll add that me and my boyfriend are planning on moving in together soon, which we're both very excited about. He's currently looking to buy a house, so we're basically waiting until that happens to move in together. We had been long-distance up until this point, so we wanted to have some time living in the same city before living together. So living alone at first was really nice. I liked having control of where things went and having quiet I needed and things like that but lately I've been really struggling with being alone so much. I work from home remotely, so I'm literally alone all day sometimes. I see my boyfriend maybe four or five days a week, so some days I'm just home all day by myself. He lives with his family still, so he spends a couple of nights with them. I do also have a few friends in the area that I usually see weekly as well. All of my friends, though, live with either their parents or their significant others, so I feel... Like, extra alone when we all go home and I'm just going back to an empty apartment. Since there are plans to live with my boyfriend, I feel myself just waiting for that to happen. I'm having trouble enjoying the time I have now by myself and just wanting to not be alone. I have gotten into some not-so-great habits, and I can feel my depression getting worse in the last couple of months. Simple things just feel so hard. I think the holidays might be contributing to this lonely feeling, too, since I will be traveling to my parents' house alone for Thanksgiving. I just don't feel at home anywhere right now since I don't live with my parents anymore, but my apartment still doesn't feel like my home. I'd really appreciate any advice that you can possibly give to living alone and making the best of it because I was really so excited when I first moved. Um, I love you both and love listening to you now almost every weekday. It definitely makes
5: my mornings at work go faster.
4: Okay, thanks.
3: Bye. You sound like the sweetest per- like you just sound so sweet and so like I I so understand this. I think the holidays is a huge part of this and specifically like my advice and my thoughts changed a lot when you were like my boyfriend lives with his family. All of my friends live with roommates or with their family. There is something really different about being the friend who lives alone in their apartment, when all of your other friends have roommates. There's something really different when everyone is with their parents. Like, there is something more homey about that. Like, it can be difficult, but people aren't always going to their friends to complain about, like, oh, my gosh, like, my dad is so fucking annoying, like, my parents. But, like, they'll bitch about their roommates, and you can have the positive of, like, wow, I'm, like, people are like, oh, my God, you're so lucky to live alone. That's so nice. W- living with family, that's, like, inherently kind of more, like, home especially at the holiday time that you're like okay well I have to travel to go see my family and all of that families during the holidays can be like the actual most stressful time but when you're not actually living with your family it's the most romantic beautiful like like festive time that I can totally understand that specifically this time of year that feels especially lonely I don't think that there's anything wrong with like you know, not wanting to live alone after having done it for, you said, six months. And it goes through seasons. That's just kind of really how it is. I found living alone the loneliest time was the holidays. I really liked decorating my apartment for the holidays and inviting people over to make it feel more like I was inviting people to my home versus going to other people's homes. Mm-hmm. And that was like helpful, even just having music and not playing music from my computer or my phone, but like playing it from speakers and throughout the whole house and having the speakers being connected throughout all of it to feel like, I don't know, to kind of create more like energy and like livelihood there. And, you know, working out of the house of like on your computer somewhere else, having routines where you go to grab coffee, like, I like would always make a point that I would have to like leave the house every day. Like that was, I'm going to leave it. I do not do that now, but when I lived alone and it wasn't the pandemic, I was like, I'm leaving the house at least once a day. And it just helped because it can, it is really, really, really isolating. And I think we'll get to the part of boyfriend buying a house later, but you live alone and you've yeah. lived alone for a while.
2: Yeah. I've lived alone for years But I think it's different because I just prefer to be alone. So I don't really get lonely. Like all day, I'm talking to my sisters all day, like through text message and stuff. I am a part of like online communities. I also like I leave. I like get outside at least once a day. Sometimes like I don't like going to grocery stores, but I do order like I was getting my groceries delivered, but just like. Actually leaving and going to pick it up gives me, like, some sense of, like, not mm-hmm. being at home all day. I, like, go outside. I talk to my neighbors. I I should say neighbor. There's really only one that I talk to. <laughs> like, um, who's the new one? <laughs> <laughs> I think because a lot of, like, the things that I do for work, I'm talking a lot or I'm on screen listening to people. So it's a little different as opposed to, like, somebody that would be sitting at a computer all day. like. Podcasting, there's a lot of talking with but it. you also but I don't, you
3: always have plans. Yeah, like, I you always you are so social mm-hmm. and like you see I don't live alone. You see more people during yeah. the week than I do, unrelated to work. That's true. Like you really make I that like, effort. I
2: make effort to get out the house. I make effort to see people. I kind of I don't understand when you said you felt lonely traveling home. You're like Thanksgiving, you said you're going to your family. Like why do you feel lonely in that? Because you're not taking your boyfriend with you?
3: I mean, it depends. Maybe it's like everyone else. If you, all of your friends live at home, they all live in the same area. And so then you're going somewhere else
2: to visit your family. Because it doesn't feel like home. It doesn't feel like, you don't feel like you're home anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. You- okay. I think like when I go, I do, when I go home for the holidays, I go for like a full month. Mm-hmm. Um, but I take like a lot of things with me to like when I even when I'm not here at my actual house, I go, I take things that feel home. I order my own sheets. I tell my family, don't touch my sheets, but they inevitably do. So I buy the same sheets that I have at home Mm -hmm. every year. (laughs) And uh have my pillows while I'm there. I make sure that I just have my room. It's kind of separate from everybody else's. So like even when I'm there in Arkansas, I still feel like I'm at home. And then like you not feeling home at your apartment, you you have to kind of create the, the space that you want. I never, like when I was living in my apartments before, I never really did anything mm-hmm. with what I was living at because that's part of my upbringing. We moved around a lot. So I never just like had a lot of just like long-term things. But when I moved into this house, I made sure that I got things that made me feel at home. Mm -hmm. Like I bought things that I wanted. Like I really wanted, I invested in the things that I wanted. So I, you just got to kind of like create the spaces that you want.
3: Yeah. And I think you need to define to you what makes something feel like home. Mm -hmm. And you can observe that when you visit your friends or when you think about like, if you felt that way about your childhood home, like what are those things? And if home is a person and it feels like one other person there there is you can be lonely when you have roommates you can be lonely when you live with other people and there is something that like yes when I'm with MOTS I feel like I'm wherever we are it's the closest thing to like home but it's also my responsibility to whatever room that I'm in whatever house that I'm in wherever we are when it's just me there I, I need to make sure that it still feels like home yeah. my home. And like, yes, it's our home when we're both there, but there needs to be like this personal attachment to that. And I would assume similarly that you're probably not doing a ton of decorating and stuff because you're just waiting for the time that you and he move in together. And like there lots of free stuff you can find on Facebook marketplace and even just things that might take up a little bit more time, but I think it's so worth your mental health. I would also say, have you made any new friends? Mm -hmm. Because if everything is attached to all of my other friends have their own family, their own things that they're all doing there. I think that it's just going to be like a constant comparison of something that like, I think making new friends and having new memories in this apartment versus just having it be the place where you sleep and eat. Like Mm -hmm. they're just the, you need to mark this time in your life with something that has a little more significance to it. Yeah. So it's hard. Like it's definitely really hard and it goes, I think this is like so fucking normal. Like you're really excited when you first move in. it's awesome and awesome and awesome. And then, yeah, and sometimes like the loneliness thing will hit and there are things that you need to do to prevent that and to like, you know, self-soothe. But also I think hanging out with people who have like shitty fucking roommates and like remembering that it's not always a lot of other people like who you talk to would probably be like like, fuck, I really wish I like lived alone. But I think right now you're seeing the holiday season of yeah. it all.
2: Yeah. Even when the last roommate that I had, and I lived with her, I think like three years. And I at that place I didn't feel at home at all. Mm-hmm. Like at all. But I don't since you're traveling home, so I'm guessing you don't you don't you're you don't live like close to where you grew up. And I've mentioned this before, but like for me, I when I moved here, I like went to a watch party, like an alumni event for my school. And that felt like a little piece of home for me. And then I met my closest friend. We didn't go to the same school, but she's from Arkansas. So she went to this watch party and like becoming when we became friends, it it just kind of felt like a shortcut to home, too, because like, first of all, liberal people from a red state. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we were bonded on that. We also like, like the same TV shows and stuff, but we also like, like the same food and like miss the same food. And so we would recreate those same like memories from being there too. So like, that's kind of, that created a shortcut for us. Like yeah. she just understood. I made a joke. She was talking about how my friend Catherine, she was talking about how she went, like she didn't go vote early. She went on election day. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, Megan said that's the Southern thing yeah, that like was you, us.
3: Can take her out of the <laughs> house, but she's had to stand there on election day with a bunch of Republicans. <laughs> gotta do gotta get my vote gotta get a count. <laughs> I wasn't wrong.
2: Yep, you weren't wrong. Um, But yeah, it's just like, you, you have to, like sometimes when I'm missing home, I'll just like cook things that remind me of home.
3: Yeah, and you're in a different place Position than a lot of your friends right now. And that is something that I, the, when I lived alone, none of my friends lived alone and a lot of them still lived at home. And I had to realize that they were going to eventually be in the spot that I was in. I was just there a little bit sooner. And it's kind of hard to be the first one there and yeah. it feels lonely being the first one there. And it was like, oh, I actually need to make friends with people who are also living on their own and are in a similar position that I'm in because I have. I I, I can relate to them on that level. And it just, it doesn't feel like I'm othered in this. Like I need to find like people who are going through this at the same time.
2: Mm -hmm. Even this age is like such a transitional age too. And so you're out of grad school now. So it's kind of, when you're in school, you have these ready-made communities and now you've got to find your community outside of school. So, you know, like- Do activities. You can volunteer places. You can, like, for example, I'm going to start taking gymnastics in January, maybe. So, like, just like doing things that you enjoy doing, but like group activities that can, you can find more friends that way, too.
3: Yeah. Even like starting to do, like, on the weekends, like walking dogs, like doing something like that where it gets you out of the house and you can meet people, but you know, also just have community. Or
2: volunteering at an animal shelter, too.
3: Yeah, totally. I do think we need to very quickly touch on the moving in with a boyfriend who is going to buy a house. That is not an automatic red flag at all. But I will say that because you're in this mindset right now of really waiting for that to happen and kind of, I don't want to say putting your eggs all in one basket, but just getting through this time period just to get to there. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to let the uh, loneliness cloud the logic and the planning when it comes to that. There is a lot of cases where people will have significant others move in and essentially cover their mortgage and they will have no rights to the house. And then they will use the argument, well, you would pay the same in rent and you wouldn't have any rights to that, but it's different Mm because you owe your partner more than your landlord owes you. Right. So I think if he's buying a house and you're going to live there with him, Your rent needs to be, I think, seriously, seriously cheaper than um, market value. And I think that there needs to be like a contract drawn up that if you break up and you like move out, what's going to happen? And if he wants you to pay and you're ready to pay the same cost that you would pay to an apartment, then I think you need to have, if you break up, that he will then owe you money. Mm Mm-hmm. So I would just make sure that you also lay out all of the groundwork for when you eventually move in together and what that plan is because it's going to be even more devastating if it's not a situation that's good and it's not going to make sense for you in your future financially and it's really shitty and you have been waiting months for this to be like the solution.
2: Yeah, and it's not like it's not just like a financial thing to like putting your eggs in the basket as far as that helping you mentally feel like home. Exactly. If you're, if it's not actually your home, is that really going to solve anything?
3: And it, how is he operating in like the, are you a tenant kind of a thing? Mm-hmm. And like, that's going to feel like you live with your landlord. Right. Like it just has, it works like, for a lot of people. And then sometimes it just doesn't. And it's not about It's not luck like Mm -hmm. it's about is this a smart thing to do is this a healthy relationship because if it's a healthy relationship no one's gonna try and fuck you over and it can seem like it's totally healthy but then some people are weird with fucking money
2: but then like sometimes people break up and it's like i've been investing in this thing that you have but also like not just like monetarily like Creating this semblance of for you it would be like normalcy of what a home is, and then if that's taken away, what does that mean for you?
3: Yeah, I mean, I I strongly believe that like living with someone in a property that they own, I think there needs to be similar contracts and rights that you would get as if it's if you break up like a marriage, like mm-hmm. a divorce, like just because the assets there running a household. Is an expensive thing. Yeah. And it's whether it's like financially expensive or like mentally taxing. Mm-hmm. If you take on that responsibility, I think you should be compensated if you break up. Yeah. So I just would really make sure that come up with what you're comfortable with on your own. Do a lot of research. Reddit has a lot of fucking posts about this stuff and do it when you're in a good headspace solo and then bring it up way before, way before the moving point. Yeah,
2: because I, I, I do think it's, important for you to be able to create your own feeling of home without him before you move in yeah because like let's say you start you decorate stuff who gets to keep it and you created this home
3: do you have any say in what house he's gonna buy Mm -hmm. and like how much it's gonna cost and then what the subsequent mortgage payments are if there's homeowners associated like all of this stuff and then if he's covering the cost of everything and you're just moving in like that's, that's also a bad power imbalance. Yes,
2: yeah, It's bad power, but that again won't feel like your home.
3: Yeah. So I, I I don't think the solution is buying a home together, but I think if the future plan is him buying a home and you moving in with him, like there needs to be contracts that are there that protect you emotionally, financially, but then also, like you said, like give you the opportunity to actually make you feel like this is your home too. Mm-hmm. Cause I I think that that feeling's not going to shift. And yeah, I uh, the last thing is invite people over to y- to you like the most like that's host things that feel like homey things like host a game night host like watch a movie night do those things and having guests over is fun but you will eventually be like can't wait for them to fucking leave and yeah. then I have some nice peace and quiet there but if you only ever leave the house for social you come home to a quiet house always that that does have that kind of like mm-hmm. sinking feeling to it yeah so best of luck. This is a very relatable thing. I have been there.
2: All right, let's take a
3: break.
0: Woo!
6: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag? Say hello to Quince.
1: you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash
0: host mom deserves better than a drugstore card this mother's day surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. add your favorite photos a heartfelt message and we'll even mail it for you the same day all for just five dollars From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com.
1: Moonpig.com.
0: Today's
3: episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get.
2: Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. We're back. (laughs) We are.
5: Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm calling for Don't Blame Me for something I'm going through with my friend. My friend and I are both 22, both use she, her pronouns, and have known each other for eight years since we were freshmen in high school. We're very close and talk for several hours each week on the phone. During our friendship, she's frequently said no to making plans, saying that her mom wouldn't let her go. In high school, this wasn't weird because several of our friends had strict parents, so I didn't think anything of it. But this hasn't changed since she moved out and went to college eight hours away from our hometown. Even after she moved out of her parents' house, she would still tell me she couldn't do stuff with her new friends because her mom said no. At first, I thought she was just using this as an excuse to not make plans, but I don't think that's what's happening because she said no to things I know she wanted to do, such as going to concerts for artists she really likes. Also, I know she's not financially dependent on her parents because her grandmother pays her tuition and she has a job to cover the rest of her expenses. She's also never said that she can't do something due to cost, so I don't think money or financial control is behind this. Her parents not letting her make plans has started to affect our friendship negatively because I've gotten a lot more independent since being a teenager and she hasn't. I think she needs to set boundaries with her parents, but I'm not sure how to approach a conversation about this with her. I was wondering what you guys would do in this situation. Should I bring it up at all? And at what age does it become weird to have to ask your parents for permission before you make plans with friends? Extra info is that I'm a Pisces and my friend is a Scorpio. Thanks. Love you. Bye.
3: I think if she's not using this as an excuse, this is just like straight up abuse.
2: Yeah. Like, so when I turned 18, I was still in high school, but I told my parents I was like, I'm an adult. I'm just doing what I want to do now. Like, I put my foot down. I put that boundary down. So, and my parents, I was still financially dependent on my parents through college. So, I don't know what this is.
3: People don't, people who don't set boundaries when they clearly, like, would benefit them, it's because the consequence of setting a boundary is dangerous, either emotionally or physically. And, like, that's what this is. Like, this is not... Like I don't know if the grandma whose side of the family the grandma's on if the grand like if because you like being financially dependent on the grandmother if the grandmother is like no contact with the parents and is like fuck that like fuck my kids like they're the worst but is paying for their grandchild that's probably an indicator that they're aware of how bad it is but the I do not think the solution to this is like telling her to set that like you grew up with her like your friends from high school and all of this stuff like I think if she was incredibly emotionally like stunted and like truly there's just no point in my mind that I can imagine somebody being like I am not I I'm I calling a parent saying I can I do this and them saying no and being like sorry I can't go do that that's not a healthy adjusted no. adult and so I cannot imagine that there is any positive or spontaneous or reason that she would be like that that you wouldn't know about Do you know what I mean like I can not I think if you don't know why she's like this it's not a good reason like, I, that's my assumption. I think if it was like, you know, if she was, had really like hovering parents because she was developmentally delayed as like a, like as a teenager or a child, like I think you grew up with her, you would know. Or if there was a health thing that like she needed to be within X amount of like miles from her parents or whatever, if they were, had medical choices over her, like again, all of those things, I think you would know. And I think if you have no idea why, I just, I can't imagine it's a good reason, like a positive
2: reason. Yeah, I guess ask, like, have you ever asked just like, hey, we're adults, you can drink by yourself, you can vote, you could, if you wanted to, who wants to go to the military? Like you have, You like you're an, you're an adult. So like, why are you still asking your parents permission to do things?
3: Yeah. And I think like, just be like, I'm not saying with this judgment, but like, can I ask why? Like mm-hmm. you ask your parents, like, I know you really want to go to this thing. And like, that makes me really sad that you can't go. And if you don't want to go, like, just so- you can totally tell me that. Yeah. But like, I'm a little, I, I, I just like, I would, I want some insight. Like we've been friends for so long and I you know, when we were younger, like I also had to ask my parents for that kind of stuff too.
2: But I just, I'm a little curious. I- and like, when is this going to end? Because now you're, I don't know if y'all are going to grad school or what, like now you're, should be, if you're 22 and y'all like went to start at college when you were 18, like you should be graduating soon. So like, when is this going to end?
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I would honestly probably just leave it at the like, you know what like like what is happening with this because there's she knows that she's the only one like going through all of this and stuff and like I just there is a high likelihood that no one's ever asked her like no one she's never felt like for her it might be like this is abundantly clear to me that like there's a an abusive thing going on here and if nobody has asked her for her it might feel equally as obvious and that people might not give a shit or that it's like, oh, well, no one's said that there's anything concerning here. So obviously this is how it, it, it's supposed to be or whatever it is. Like, I think extending some empathy that you are sad that you know that she's missing out on things that she wants to do. And like, as a friend, be like, how can I, like, I want you to be able to do these things. Like, how, what can I do? Like, how can I help? Like, let me in. Like, I really want to, like, I feel like this is like, it's creating a distance between us that I don't want to be there. Like, let me in so i can like hear about this and take it really fucking slow baby step wise
2: i do want to say just because you think that she can afford things financially you should never assume anyone's financial situation that should just never be like don't ever count what's in other people's pockets because you never know what could be going on that she's not telling you about or how much money she actually has.
3: Yeah. And I, I also think like unless you are somebody's therapist, you should never tell someone to like instruct someone who's clearly in a re- like a relationship that's not doing well um, to set boundaries. They n- know that. And it's pretty dismissive of the fact that like she might not be able to set boundaries. This might be the biggest boundary that she's been able to create. And it's so different than yours. What's going on with her is not good. It is not something I condone, but it takes a long time to like get out of those situations that people end up, you you settle for a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better. And from the outside, it can be like, that's fucking, in, like why, like this is so, so bad, but it, this could legitimately be the best situation it's been so far. And that's the part that it's going at it with compassion passion and knowing that this one conversation might not completely change everything and have her like move out and all of that stuff, but, or not move out, have her like completely like set all these boundaries and cut ties and all of that. But I think like as her friend, I can imagine that for her, knowing that somebody is like recognizing and seeing that like, this isn't really fair to her. No one might've said that to her before. She might think that this is, this is fair to her. She might think that other people are dealing with the same thing or suffering the same way, Or there's some reason why she deserves to be punished this way that other people don't. And when you go at these things from like a place of love and like I want you to be happy, I want like I how can I help you be happy? I don't think she's hearing that from her parents. Mm -hmm. And so when you can be the supportive voice, like that doesn't always come from your parents, but that is something that we recognize like unconditional love, like all of those things. If you can be that voice there, you're basically setting an example of like improve. Like it doesn't have to be like this. right? But I also, because you've known her forever, I would also listen to her with whatever she says her relationship is like with her parents or what her parents are like. Like just listen and it might be like completely out of left field and so not what you thought and so not what you expected and not the experience you had with them. But she knows all of it a lot more. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think actually the best way to start the conversation is like you said that She said, you already brought up that like, if you don't want to go, just like, don't Like, you can tell me. I would start with the same, start the whole conversation with that again, of being like, you know, if you don't like one, because I think then for her, she's going to feel like, no, no, I really need to tell you how much I want to go. And then I think it does set up nicely for being like, okay, well then how can I help you go? Like, I want what you want here as well. Like, how can we, how can I support you and do that as your friend? Yeah. Yeah. But this is like giving me really heebie jeebies. Yeah. Yeah.
4: All right. Next call. Hey, Megan and Melissa. Long time no chat. I am calling (laughs) because I need advice. So last night, I went out with some friends. We had a good time, right? And there is a boy there. We're going to call him A. And A and this girl, B, have been on two dates. They met, like, three weeks ago. They've been on two dates. Nothing, like, serious or anything. A and I ended up going to, like, a different bar and just closing out the night. It was all platonic. It was fine. Like, we were just, we closed out the bar. But there was definitely um some vibes going on, and it was definitely, like, we were talking about it, and we were like, I don't know. Like, I'm sure. I was really drunk because I, at the second bar location, I was walking distance from home, so I was not driving. We are safe individuals. But So I was running, like, drunk, and I was like, I don't know, like, come over, A, like, you know, like, no one has to know. And he was like, I really want to, and I would, but, like, I have a third date with B tomorrow. And I was like, oh, like, you know. And A was like, no, how about next week? Like, give me, like, a week or whatever. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. I woke up this morning (laughs) feeling so bad. Because B is, like, me and B are not good, good friends. Like, we have each other's numbers. They are part of, like, the group that, like, for Friendsgiving a few weeks ago, they came and found out, you know. But we're not, like, best friends by, like, any means or anything like that. Like, we're we're acquaintances, I'd say. So, my advice, I guess my question for advice is, do I have to feel bad about that? Like, again, like, and nothing happens, and I don't know if I would continue to pursue A, knowing that B is like a sweet angel fairy of a woman, you know, but I do feel a little bit shitty about it, and I guess should I feel shitty about it? And also, like, how do you think you guys would have approached that situation or would approach you know, something similar? I don't want to keep being the bitch, but like, I don't know, that seems a little homeworky, I don't know, but they were on two dates, so you
3: guys tell me
2: think we're gonna come from this as we know who this person is just so y'all know
3: i just want to know like you sound really different in the beginning of this call it towards the end i think we i could have maybe figured it out
2: i think it was the guilt
3: yeah no no i'm telling you like (laughs) you're it's riding in your voice like it was like i was like what why why are you so angry Mm -hmm. and then i was like oh no this is the guilt speaking Mm -hmm. so we are operating because we know who this is
2: We tell people like you have the right to your feelings um, and you do feel shitty. And I think you should feel shitty. I have been in situations where I was hanging out with a group of people and there was someone there that I kind of like I was like, oh, they're cute. I would, you know, move in. But then and they were like vibing with me, too but I could tell like one of my other friends was like really into them. And so I have just like moved, moved aside and they ended up getting married. So it's like, I, you're welcome. (laughs) Yeah. Like I, I've also been in a situation where this guy who I'm still like casual friends with, he um, was casually dating someone and he, like asked me out he actually like went through another one of our friends was like getting like vibing and seeing like how I could potentially feel about him and I was like this other woman that you've introduced me to her I can tell like she's so into you like she thinks that y'all are like serious and I'm not gonna move in they also are married (laughs) like I'm just like I I just don't like I, I never want to just step on somebody's toes unless I can just blatantly see that the other person is not into them, you know? I feel the
3: same way in like, and in the sense that for me, it really boils down to like, do I like, how much do I like both these people? Mm-hmm. Because honestly, if I like the person who like, if I'm having the flirty thing, if I really fucking like you, I cannot like the acquaintance mutual friend
2: mm-hmm.
3: pretty much at all like right. I have to the, the layers of that like I'm really only gonna fucking do that if I don't give a shit what that bitch thinks like I don't give a fu- and I say bitch like lo- like lovingly mm-hmm. in like the I don't think you're a mean person but like I can't either I have to be completely not friends with you at all or I have to be like, I don't fucking like you. Like, I fucking hate her. I hate all of her friends. Like, I hate, like, it can't affect my social life. Like, mm-hmm. it can't affect all of these other things there. There's just never been a situation where I would have to like the fucking, like, in my case, like I would have to like that fucking dude so fucking right. much that I'd be willing to, like, not just wreck, but, like, fuck up my own life. Right.
2: Because like, I'm not fighting for no dude. No!
3: Not at all. And also, like... I'm not going to have to like sift around my friend circles. Like I'm not about to be like, oh, you can't come to this because she's going to be like, I'm not about to sacrifice my mm-hmm. social life and my friend group and an invite for some dick. Like I'm just right. not going to do that. Like, it's just not worth it to me. And there have been times where like, I've stopped being friends with like the other girl. And I've like regretted that I didn't pursue the guy more, but I'm like now years later, I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like, right. It's so just not worth it. And also like, I don't know. I think it does show like I would, this situation, the whole interaction would actually make me be attracted to him less because I don't think it's like, wow, he's such a good guy. Like he wouldn't hook up with me this night. He has a date with her tomorrow. Like we just made plans for next week. Like I would just like, that's, I, w- it would make me like him less because I personally, when I date someone, like I want them to be like super fucking into me. Right. And I want them to be like if it was like oh I've always been really into you you know what like I have going out with her like she's cool but like it's not really going anywhere Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want someone who's like going on a third date with someone who like he clearly also has some feelings for to then say like I'm gonna fuck her over too to hook up with you like he'll do that to you too which is if you're fine with that then like okay but I I just don't think that like anyone kind of wins in that situation because it's not like, oh, I like you so much. It's like, oh, you're going to go on a date, like three dates with someone who you like aren't into at all. But it, if it's not that, it's, oh, you're going to completely fuck over someone you're totally into to hook mm-hmm. up with. Like, there's just not really any way to cut it that looks really good for him specifically. So I think like, yeah, drunk a drunken night that you did this, I think you waking up feeling guilty, if you automatically feel guilty about something like this, not like religious guilt or things that like we've been conditioned to feel guilty about. I think when you have like a gut instinct that you wake up alone and you feel guilty before you've talked to anyone else, that's how you feel. Right. And I think you should honor how you feel in this situation.
2: Mm -hmm. And also think about other situations that you've been into.
3: Yeah. This is...
2: Again, homie to homie.
3: You're learning to trust your gut instincts. And Uh right now your gut instinct is telling you that you feel guilty about this. And you do. Mm-hmm. And, like, I would feel guilty about this, too.
6: Yeah.
3: I'm not saying I would feel guilty enough to call up his acquaintance and say, like, hey, I'm so sorry no, no, I got no, drunk no. and tried it's to have sex that. with him. And he said we can have sex next week.
2: It's not that serious. Not
3: that serious. But it's not, not,
2: yeah. not serious
3: at all. Like, yeah. there's a middle ground where you have to live. You don't need to go, like, fully on either side. Mm-mm. Like, you didn't have sex with him. Don't see him next week. And also, like, you don't have to tell her. Right. Like, just hang out in that middle ground for a while and get comfortable trusting your gut and then following through on those actions without needing confirmation from other people that you did the right thing, mm-hmm. like her. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Like there's something really powerful and like the best thing that you know that you can trust yourself when you don't have to let anybody else in. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to tell them that that's what you did. You just did it and yeah. then you feel you that. Just,
2: you feel it and move on.
3: Yep. This is, like, what happens, though, when you live too close to, like, the bar you're going out at. Like, I've, I want to say every single one of my friends who's, like, lived near a bar they've gone out with, like, it's that bar where you get the fucking messiest. You're like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to walk home.
2: hmm
3: <sighs> Also, I just want to say you know better than to give us initial abbreviations.
2: Yes, you do. You
3: know better, bitch. Like, you know <laughs> fucking
2: better. Which is why when Melissa said who it was, I was like, and you came in here with your A and B? And there was a point where you said A and I. And I was like, who the fuck is I? I know, like, <laughs> but it's you mean I. But also, <laughs> A, it,
3: it, it, that's in the English language. It constantly is a solo thing. I'm like, yeah. you, can't, yeah. you can't do this to me. So, do better.
2: <laughs> All right. Hope uh, you're well, by the way. Yeah. I know you're thriving in other ways. Yep.
3: Okay, now it's time for Don't Blame Them. That's it for our calls. But Don't Blame Them is where one of you, a listener, calls in with their own advice pertaining to a call that we had on a previous episode. So maybe you have your own personal experience. You just have something that we didn't touch on. um, And you just want to give your own advice. So
2: here we go. Hi, Megan
3: and
4: Melissa. And caller, the episode from November 14th, 2022, My Life is Falling Apart. So I'm calling about that particular call in which the woman who was calling is really confused about what to do with her life because she feels like it's falling apart. And I was in this same boat a year ago. My college closed unexpectedly, said, oh, yeah, we'll help you get a new college. And they didn't. And I was supposed to graduate. And now I found myself shifting paths. And on to the next thing, which is kind of the way that I had to think about it. And that's what I've been working on in therapy as well as like finding the good things, even though like this shit happened to me. But there was nothing I could do about it. It was completely out of my hands. And caller, you were talking about how you feel stuck and that you're not going to have anything to show for yourself. But you have to fulfill you. I completely agree with what Melissa said about, like, her degree and finding what she actually liked. Like, look through, like, any of the schools that you're looking at. Look at the classes they have to offer. See if any of them excite you. I was able to use the part of my degree that I got to go test out the field that I wanted to work in. And then I made connections based on that job. And I got to see, like, okay, do I actually want to do this? What else could I be doing? And in that job, I also met a lot of people who were at different stages in their life and chose their path. Like, I'm 21. I'm going to be a veterinarian, hopefully. And I just had to restart school this year. It sucked. It felt really weird. But here I am doing the damn thing because what else am I going to do? Just sit around? No. It's for me. I have to do it for me. Don't Do anything for other people. Be selfish. If you're not selfish, then you're living your story not for you, but you're the main character in your story. Don't be a side character in your own story. So if your path moves, take that detour. There's nothing else you can do. Find what you like. Find what makes you happy. That's the most important thing. Make you happy. All right. Love the pod. Thank you. Love you guys.
3: Bye. You didn't hear, but when she said that don't be the side character in your own story, I was like, I'm literally the main character in everyone's story.
2: And I said, not mine. And I said, I'm at least a fucking ghost <laughs> And
3: she was like, yeah, fair. <laughs> Wait, I, I, great advice, wonderful. Like, I have some fucking questions for you, though.
2: When you said your school shut down, I was like, what? And I know that there, ha- there were some sh- schools that lost their accreditations, but then I googled, and there are 861 colleges and 9499 campuses that have closed down since 2004.
3: This feels like illegal. Like this feels like this feels like one of those things where you have a, 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 there's a pilot on a plane and you have a co-pilot so if something happens the other pilot takes over. Like the idea that if your school just shuts down
2: will help you get into another college? How fucked up is that?
3: That's what I mean. Like, you couldn't even in the UC system, I could see if they're like, okay, well, now we you can actually you didn't just transfer, transfer to any to other another. UC, but like, it just blows my mind thinking about the fact that, like, wait, so like nobody plans for this? Wait, I like I'm floored.
2: Yeah, I'm like bringing up articles, but a lot have closed down.
3: Wait, so they're not filing for bankruptcy,
2: right? I don't. Uh, let's see. Like, here's an example: Bloomfield College in New Jersey. This was reported on October 26th that they're closing June 30th of 2023. But they're merging. So they're so merging. That makes sense to me. There's this other college, a Chatf- Chatfield College in Ohio. They're completely closing. They're not merging with anybody. Oh yeah. Like a whole list of colleges. That,
3: that- I've never even thought about that, but like, that's actually not okay. Yeah. So like, do you get your? T- I'm assuming unless if they go bankrupt, but like, if they don't go bankrupt and they're just shutting down, you get your tuition back, right? For like,
2: or like, no credits transfer because you say you're starting over. So, like, none of your cred- credits still work.
3: Well, like, also for private schools or like a specialized like fine like a uh, specialized degree that's like a BFA versus a BA. Like, what if you didn't have like general ed yeah. stuff and like the actual credits themselves the classes like don't
2: don't exist elsewhere
3: yeah or your major like
2: i'm floored me baffled too that and i is, would feel bamboozled oh my god like i i would just be done no i would like, <laughs> i i don't know what i would do i know i like don't know but she wants to be a veterinarian, so she has to go to school. So, Wait, like, you're the
3: best person to have called for a don't blame them. Like, thank yes. you, because, like, holy fucking shit, did you get, like, you didn't even get the rug ripped out from underneath you. Like, you got the whole house uh-huh. ripped out from underneath you. Like, it feels like this is like a, like a Leonardo DiCaprio movie where it's like, oh, you just woke up and, like, your whole life was a fucking dream. Yeah. And it's like,
2: good luck. And it's like, what the fuck? Well, good on you, though. Like you said, be selfish and just, like, you have to do what you have to do. Yeah, like and you took some time to, you know, you you said you worked in your field, so I'm guessing you probably worked at like a vet office or something, but you did what you needed to do. And I think that this will really help the other caller too
3: yeah without a doubt yeah. like this is you did a level of problem solving that is going to like those skills will take you through the rest of your life mm-hmm. and that's like an incredibly hireable skill yeah is like you could probably land a job just fully based on the fact that you're like yeah so I went to a college and then the college shut down and then I had to figure out how to like I'd be like I'll hire you I don't know what the fucking job is but like I will fucking hire you mm-hmm. like That is the initiative there when you're feeling like directionless. Like you, I don't want to say you hit rock bottom, but like you were pushed between like a rock and another, (laughs) a harder rock. Like You were really, so you had to like get yourself out of there and do all of that. And that we don't all have to reach that point to like learn those skills Mm -hmm. and to like work on those skills. And that is remarkable wow i cannot stress enough thank you so much for calling in to don't blame them and honestly i would love to like truly just like hear more about how this yes
2: please like if you just want to like send us an email like you don't have to call no like it could just be between the i'll say four of us because melanie will read the email but yeah
3: if you want us to like read on the podcast for like other curious people but like purely for our own sagi like I need to know how this happens. Yeah,
2: I I I, like wanna know, like, because if you were you're you're gonna be a veterinarian, that means that you did have to take those basic classes that should transfer. Like,
3: well, she was able to use what she had of her degree. And so like, did they give you an associate's yeah. degree?
2: But she said that she has to start over.
3: But you would still have to start over for an associate's degree. I don't think you can, you'd have to go to like pretty much like a, a sister college to take that associate's degree to immediately start going into like your third and fourth year.
2: Mm, I, mean, I know some people that they didn't, like they just started at that point. with at with at, a, a, at another school that wasn't in the same state. But if they
3: have not necessarily like same state, but like like a large university with like a pretty common undergrad and that like I can't imagine you could go from like Sarah Lawrence from that to like UC Berkeley.
2: But I'm saying like if it's a veterinarian, then I mean, she's pre-vet like those classes are standard across the board. Oh, pre-vet is an undergrad. I mean, it's a concentration. So she probably may be biology or something like. So, yeah, so so that's more standardized. Yeah. It feels like if you're 21, it feels like if you started at 18, you almost done. She did say, I'm almost done. She was almost done. So I'm guessing senior, at least junior year.
3: And like, what if people only did a
2: year? Like that? Yeah. Please follow up. <laughs> okay. I need more details. You fucking too. All right. Well, that's it. Oh, it is. That is it. All right. Well, we have a review. Here's one from LGC1934. You are old. <laughs> have you ever wanted real life guardian angels bitch
3: you know how to get straight to our hearts Uh uh-huh you old you
2: old old person five stars welcome to the mmu megan and melissa universe here you will find icons (laughs) who can guide you to greatness if you let them Every week, the MMU tackles topics such as French urinating on you and the ultimate sloppy toppy techniques.
3: I love sloppy. Like did like, every time I do a Venmo request to mods, or I pay him, I always say it's for sloppy toppy. And he goes,
2: Stop <laughs> doing this. The MMU regularly battles a host of villains such as Big Milk, Drake, and Leah Michelle. Tune in to watch Good Triumph Over Evil every time. <laughs> oh my God! we're not done i'm not done yet on a serious note this is a wonderful podcast rich with ethical advice megan and melissa are compassionate strong and intelligent women who put so much good out into the world open your eyes and ye shall receive love you all heart emoji handshake emoji smiley emoji with the hearts around it
3: my nipples are hard from that
2: review. This is amazing, incredible.
3: I think that we should. Yeah, add this I mean, this your to nipples
2: our- are actually hard. I, I, what, They've I don't been hard lie the whole about day, that, But
3: I think we should add this to all of our pitch decks. Yes. I also think that, like, if we want to start our ethical scam or an MLM, we just found.
2: Our, our log line like mm-hmm.
3: this is like you can't this you might hear be this? our
2: marketing exec no,
3: legitimately can't you hear this like over like the loudspeaker at like a ted like X convention <laughs> mm-hmm. and then we come out yes and then we're just the like chilling things yeah wow and we
2: have i was gonna say some person that i would have said a few weeks ago but not anymore Katy perry usually plays at a lot of these in <laughs> the conventions
3: I mean, I think it's still on brand. It's for what still very she's on doing. brand,
2: but I don't want her part of no, our ethical well, scam. I
3: know, but I think if we go to first of all, we go to MLMs. I mean, we might be able to try to make it. But if we go the unethical scam route, Katie's welcome to come.
2: I don't want her there. Oh, unethical! yes our unethical, unethical one. One. Yes. Yeah, if
3: we if we're we, going
2: to bring her down with
3: us, exactly. Rick Caruso come too. <laughs> Yeah,
2: he can. Spot, we'll He'll have it, at, it, the it mall. at the Grove. <laughs> yeah, I've ah! seen people having events at the Grove oh, on yeah. the lawn
3: with their little director's chairs so Uh they sit there on their fake grass yeah anyways wow that's the greatest (laughs) review we've ever gotten like i love it so much thank you like what that's done for my ego like that was like wwe like nba like that was like someone over the loudspeaker as like we're about to like play the
2: super bowl like that was thank you old ass person from 1934 edward (laughs) (laughs) cohen
3: anyways that's it um call us for upcoming episodes please please i mean our show is popular But a lot of people always assume that they're, we're never going to use your call or a ton of other people are always calling. And we do have calls, but a lot of people will call in about really similar things that we've already done or things that are, we are not qualified to give advice on. So the more calls that we have, the better calls we can pick for the podcast. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to get to the desperation point where Melissa was like, at some fucking point, I'm going to have to disguise my voice and call. Hello there. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe we do that We just do an entire episode And we just do accents And mm-hmm. it's like so fucking off. Or we don't do any accents And it's completely obvious it yes. us And yep. we're like wow That is a really good <laughs> Okay um, Join our Patreon Stay tuned uh, Well not now But tomorrow Tuesday We've got our CNX Tuesday episode Coming out And then Don't blame them Later this week As well as fisting Friday And that's it Head on over to our Instagram and comment
2: They should comment this is kind of sad, but I think it's relevant, like how you combat loneliness,
3: oh, ok. That's not that sad. It's helpful. Yeah. I, that's that's a that's a good one. And we will see you all next time. Goodbye. Goodbye <laughs> Don't blame me is a production by me. Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts and Diamond Imprint Productions. Edited by Coco Lawrence. Post-production sound by Chris Henry. Production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. Music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso.